This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Just be sitting up there jacked with Pepsi. I'm there for the pot goat, you just gotta pack me in committed to the bow early on like i love getting close and putting up you cover a range of stuff on here too right like we call this the uh, the thp world headquarters you know my grandpa roy weatherby i came into like that golden little pocket where there was like four or five different bowls just you're canadian we're doing yeah, a canadian I... podcast my name is douglas Bowes. i'm robbie denning hot day out in the sun laying in the water is it warm out there? Yeah, it's going to be upper 20s or whatever. Yeah, just surrounded by nothing but concrete today, and then that water breaks, so it's just kind of everything getting magnified on us. But No okay. doubt. Yeah. Yeah, so they're not no shooting tonight. Probably just a stretching night when we're done. Yeah, I just tuned in my bow here. Got it all tuned in. <laughs> tuned up. So... Are you gonna take that bad boy, bringing that to the bighorn? Oh yeah, yeah. I kicked my ass with that one. Yeah, I deadly. don't doubt it. That's deadly. Yeah, it looks I good. It. I like the color too. That suits you. No, it does. It does it's shooting really good today? <laughs> so, how are you doing after uh, you guys figure out anything more about your bows and stuff like that, or figure out what else got taken? Or no, no. I have a good idea what happened, but. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair enough. Yeah, man. So uh, what else is new? How was the shoot? 3D shoot. What was the name it's of good. it again? Uh, that's a Cranbrook, Cranbrook 3D shoot. Um, this one here, I don't think they have a, a name for this one. It's their second one. They usually have one in early in April, I believe, too. But I wasn't oh, really? able to make that one. Yeah, I think that so one's this is their Sasquatch. second one. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, so I think that's their first one. And then this is their second one. How long has this and, one been going on? Oh, these guys are pretty established. Uh, they've been they do it a long time. 
they, but since COVID, their numbers have dropped. Like I think they, when I left, I think I checked their sign out sheet or sign in sheet and I think they're probably close to 140 archers. Um, but that's down because they used to have, I think, well over 200 before oh, wow. COVID. And then after COVID kind of hit when they brought it back, they just found they just didn't have a lot of returnees. Yeah. So they put on a, they put on a good shoot and, uh, they're just, they're practicing their setup this year. They kind of changed things around. I've never been there before. So I'm just hearing it from kind of their organizers and then through some of my, the guys I went with and, uh, just told me the, some of the differences and they're just trying to, it was kind of like a practice shoot for their setup for, uh, the Canadian nationals, which are being held there August long weekend. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a similar setup as to how they're going to do it. So it's easier for the judges and the one for setup, two for judges and archers to kind of get in and out instead of having a huge trail system. A lot of it's down, like they've got a couple roads that you can, that you walk up and then it's just kind of like a, the way I understand it's going to be sort of set up is a lot of them are walk in, walk out. Right. I mean, they got some pretty cool terrain there to work with. Like it was, there's some pretty awesome shots there. Yeah. It was, it was good. But, uh, three rounds, three rounds is a bit much for one day of shooting. Yeah. So, but it was still fun, but it just, I like, I mean, it's close to home. I could have pulled the trailer down, but just kind of one of those things where pretty much everybody had plans the next day. So just squeezed her into one day. Yeah. How many targets? Uh, 45, 45 you're shooting at. So 15, 15 each. It was more just the heat and everything. It wasn't like, shooting 45 targets is a ton, but when you got the heat and you got, you know, it's not flat walking, it's a lot of up and down and the heat just kind of wears down on you. That's all. Yeah. How many are at the Bighorn? The same. 45? Three rounds of 15. Yeah. Yeah. And then some fun shoots too. So these guys also had like a money shoot at the end like it was like 45 yards or something it was like a little tiny dot like the size of a loony right and you had to hit that and you win i don't know whether it's a cut of the money or whatever it is for the total i really don't know yeah you think at like attack event they've got a, over 100 3d targets at at each archery course wow that's Depending incredible your skill level man yeah. You'd have to be in insane shape for that. And it's like I say, it's not even like it was hard walking is the heat, but yeah. that, that that's just me. Like I don't do well in the heat. I know you're kind of the opposite. You love it, but yeah, it was, it's pretty good, but it was, it, it got down to a lot of, uh, you know, a little bit of resilience. Cause I'm just there. We're having a blast. I mean, we're trash talking from the first arrow that flies. In yeah. our group, just like when we were doing it at 3D. So it's just a pile of fun. But of course, I've got my own uh, my own personal goals that don't involve anybody else. And, uh, you know, some of it had to do with mental toughness later on. You know, it starts getting fatigued and stuff. And there's a mm-hmm. couple shots I haven't practiced with uh, with the new site and everything. Some close up, really close up, but steep, steep shots. Yeah. And you don't have to miss by much and small targets. So you don't have to miss by much. And you're going from 10 points to five points, which I did twice. 
and so you know you're giving up a pile of points right off the get go from something that should be you know if you're not 10xing it at least in the 10 ring if yeah. you've practiced those shots there's, n- there's no reason why you shouldn't get those so the biggest challenge was not that one that's whatever i usually shrug stuff up just try to be like, okay what did i do wrong there but it's like the following shots with having the mental toughness to forget about that and be like yeah. okay what's this next one did so, uh how did you like your new um the new spot hog oh man not having to gap pins yeah what a difference mm-hmm. and it made a yeah it was i shot a personal best and uh what was your score 418 so i think last year at the bighorn i shot my personal best and i just cracked 400 right like low low fours and here i know one if i would have split the day up pulled the camper down not done the third round um i'll guarantee you that i probably could have added at least 15 points just from that many eh? yeah just because you know you hit those eights you hit that odd five i only hit two fives i believe i'd have to look back at the picture i sent you um but man those you know the eights and you know two fives that's that's huge points right there yeah so it adds up pretty quick but uh, yeah it all adds up for sure the hard shots you killed them the long shots the the tight shots i was exceptionally happy with the way i could just i, I wasn't worried about gapping or anything like that like having that spot hog just dial right in on the known course yeah, well, you, you didn't do too bad on your what was your last round did you go abc no no we went bca bca so a was your last round yeah it wasn't horrible you had one no. five one two three four eights and that five was 100 fatigue as soon as i let go i started chuckling because you know we were at that point where we were we were pretty much ready to go yeah your first round c was the best 139 and that's where 140 well i don't know like you had one third so you had 139 then you hit 140 then you had 139 so yeah yeah it's it's not terrible it's i i'm very happy with it don't get me wrong um and even there's a lot of those eights that are in there we're we're talking less than less than a centimeter you know or half an arrow width from the 10 yeah like it's not like as way out on the outside or anything like i shot really i was really happy with it it's a matter of now i gotta get some help and just figure out a few little things that might you know turn some of those eights into tens and scratch those fives completely yeah so, what like what do you think was the biggest cause of you shooting an eight not a ten ah uh, Caught myself a little later on. First round was probably just, we didn't even have, uh, we didn't bother shooting any practice shots or anything. We just went straight out, started shooting. Um, I'd say later on some of it, I found my grip from sweat and stuff was changing a little bit. So I'd find I'd pull my, pull my shot or push my shot a little bit, but I could feel it in my hand. As soon as I let go, it'd be like, I knew it was close, but it's like, no, that wasn't, that didn't have that hundred percent pop 
right at the end. You're like, oh yeah, it's money before it even hits. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of those, not a lot. There were some of those shots that uh, it was just my form and, you know, a little bit of heat, a little bit, of, you know, try to wipe my hands, take my time. And I think my biggest thing is I tried doing the exact same thing every time I sat up or it went up to the peg and everything, like just the same process. And I never have done that before, but I just, and if I wasn't a hundred percent sure I'd stop instead of just being, Oh no, I think it's somewhere in there. And I'd stop and I'd double check again. Like I'd let down, not, not that I'd full draw, but I'd be clipped in big. No, I'm not a hundred. And I go back to my binos and be like, no, I want to double check where that crease is or that shadow or that wherever that 10 X is just to double check. Mm -hmm. And then there was a couple of those shots there that I got eights on. Honestly, um, it's just because some of the targets, you literally couldn't see the circles. There wasn't one of us in our group. We we're like, well, it's got to be somewhere in there. Yeah. Some of those but are really, just, some of those targets, the 3D targets, it's really hard. Yeah. And they were the, the, X. the hardest ones too, were the white ones. And some of those were a little shot out. They're yeah. good condition, but you know what I mean? Like, it'd be like, okay, we know we got to go in this area, but you got this pie well, plate area like yeah. this. And it's like, so it's somewhere in there because that's where all the holes are. But literally, you couldn't you couldn't find the circles, so it was like we just yeah. Shot. Well, and, and you get shadows on some targets too, and they're just hard. It's hard to mm-hmm. see. Like if some if you're the first shot too, it's a lot. It's a lot harder. It's way easier if you got a knock you can look at and yeah to determine. Um, that's why like in those three D is it's nice to put a black knock on your. And did you have black knocks on your? I bow? got black knocks, but you want to know what I'm going to be doing next time. Ordering some black veins too. Yeah, I have black, black on black, and that's and black knocks. Yeah, and that's black that's girl. not for when I'm out with my buddies and that kind of stuff. That's gonna be for when I do August long. I'm gonna yeah. So what's on I'm August gonna regi- long? August long is Canadian Nationals. Um, Where's that? In Cranbrook. Oh no! So it's do they close. always host it? No. So I started looking into all the rules. Like the rules are mind boggling. Um, just because you don't expect it. Tons of rules, which, you know, you need. I'm sure there's money involved and all that kind of stuff and sponsorships. Um, so what it looks like after looking through their website is every province gets it once a year. So BC has it this year. Then it goes out to the East Coast or some somewhere out there. Then Alberta. Where in Alberta, I don't know. So it could be way up north. Who knows? And then it goes, I think, to Manitoba after that, or maybe farther east, I think Ontario, then maybe Saskatchewan, then, you know, like New Brunswick, they, they go back and forth. So it's not actually coming back to BC until I think it's 2032. Oh, really? Well, so I'm like, not that long of a you know what? Province. Does it go to up north to like Yukon? I didn't see that listed. I might have missed it, but it looked like it was just most of the provinces, you know, just on the bottom. Yeah. Nothing, nothing way up north. Um, I'd have to take a relook, but so I figured, well, I don't wait that long and, you know, I'm not going to go to Ontario or anything like that for one of those shoots. So I was like, I better take advantage of this while I can and get the experience. And uh, maybe watch some of these people who really know their stuff, what they do and see if I can get any tips and just watch how they do everything. So, and then maybe in two years, if it's in a reasonable place in Alberta, head to that one. 
but that'll yeah. be it for a long time because you know i'm not traveling across canada for that kind of stuff working stiff and all it's not happening yeah so so you you mentioned the rules talk about some of those rules um it's a lot they got a lot of dress code stuff which is dress I code that dress code yep so they got you know they don't want you looking like a slob out there basically so you, so you can't go decked out in focus gear basically no i can actually it, it sounds like it can as long as it's not they talk about decal and stuff like that like you're right to have regular manufacturers decals and that kind of stuff no camo um you know no rude words or offensive words which you know that's yeah. kind of standard if you're at any kind of event or you're just um, a they, normal human not yeah, walking around her shirt and not says. super baggy clothes or anything. You're supposed to look, you know, presentable. Presentable. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just no camo. I don't know what they do about rain gear and stuff like that. Um, they said sometimes they can make it a little leniency or put a little leniency on that kind of stuff. Because I've only got camo rain gear. I don't unless I'm yeah. bringing my high viz from from work. <laughs> bringing your Helly Hansons out? Well, it shouldn't be raining too. Like, no. Even if it rains if, in August, how much rain are you gonna get? Fuck, like man, you, you lived in Rupert. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of my thing. Like, well, I guess I'm just gonna walk around and be a soaked. Yeah, you'd just be person because I'm not gonna get deductions. Like, I think it's to the point where you actually won't be allowed to shoot if you yeah. can't go out looking presentable. Like, all right. Well, I guess I'm going out. Well, and, if you're wet, you're wet. So that's the way I'm looking at it. It's it's whatever. I'm not gonna not shoot because of it. You know, I'm not taking yeah. that weekend off driving down there. You throw me a tornado or whatever. You know what? Yeah. That might actually even stuff up. Have the weather bad enough that they don't cancel it. And maybe some of those uh those sailing boats they use for for archery, those mm-hmm. big boats, maybe that'll help me out a little bit. They'll knock them around a little more. <laughs> yeah. So talk, tell me about like you were saying something about your setup. You, what was it? Because yeah. your site you're in. Yeah. So the way they have it, I just found this out this weekend. Because they, we, uh, if you have a movable site, you have to go in the unlimited um, category. Right now, they don't have. They had an unlimited hunter category this weekend, I believe. I can't remember. I just checked unlimited because that's what we were told we had to put in. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Can- Canadian Nationals, it just says unlimited. Like there's no no unlimited hunter. Right. So because I can move my site and roll it, um, you know, it's not really fair to be shooting against guys with fixed pins and stuff like that. Right. Now, if I had a slightly different movable site that I could lock down with, tools and it wasn't like a lever like on the spot hog let's say and it was like an allen key that i would have to, i could actually literally lock everything down i think you could use that but um like in the hunter class let's say mm-hmm. i think but you know because you would have to have it so that you could obviously split pins just like the rest of the field there yeah you know and i get it you know everybody's got to be on the same playing field uh-huh. so but yeah, so I'll be I'll be in the unlimited. I'm I'm going to definitely watch some people shoot bows like I've never seen them shoot bows before. There's no doubt about it in that category. I'm pretty sure those people are just unhuman. So yeah, well, I mean, there's yeah, I mean, it's because they're gonna have the magnifiers, everything, yeah, in their peeps, 
they're going to have everything I don't on top of that, but I don't care. Yeah. I'm going in swinging. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's an experience, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be fun for sure. That's cool. Did you yeah. set up the third axis on your bow on your uh, site? Yeah. My bow guy put it, he puts it in a, he's got a, a jig for it. Mm-hmm. So I find those jigs, I, I don't know. I never found. Yeah. I'm not sure. This is the first time I've done it. Cause this is the first site I've had with a third axis, but man, it seems to be working. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I find had... I have that jig too. And I just find it never works out because like there's, you can, lo- you can level everything off your riser and then yeah. you, then it's goes off. Then you can level it off your string too. And sometimes your riser and your string don't always jive. They might be a little bit off. So I find it works best if I just, if I take my bow and the vice, put it up there and I just like move it up and down. And then I always double oh, okay. check. I'll go, I'll go up on my roof and I'll shoot some arrows. And I always find it's a little bit off for me, but that that's one, one of yeah. those things too. All depends on how I'm shooting compared to how, like how the bow is at full draw rather than how it is sitting in the bow vice. Well, I often wondered that too, like in your hand, like even if you have a little bit of hand torque or like you hold your bow a tiny bit different than I do, does that make a difference at all? Well, I'm not sure. when your bow is drawn back at full, when you're at full draw, right? I mean, so say your bow is sitting in the vice and you put a level on your riser and yep. then you put a level on your string and maybe they don't drive, right? Sometimes yep. they don't drive. They're not perfect. So now if you're, if you're, if you're putting everything in a, in like a jig for to check your third axis, it's going to be perfectly level with the jig. Like it's going to be set up with the jig. Now the jig's assuming that everything on your bow is like money. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like sense. if your riser, most, most likely your riser, because when you do that, you mount the, you mount your scope to the jig and then you check it in the same thing. And then when you take it off, you mount it to, you mount it to your riser. Yep. No, that but makes total things sense. change too. And like, even like when you're at, when your cams flip around, they're at full draw. So you have a little bit of lean or anything, man, it's going to, or it's going to change things. Yeah. So that's why I always like to check it, like physically shoot some arrows from like, I go up on my roof and I shoot. That'll be tomorrow night. That, uh, elevated platform we have at the range. Right. I'm going to be on that tomorrow night. Yeah. Because and I'm then when you be... shoot, make sure you're shooting at a steep enough angle. Like don't put that thing out. No, we've got those the... slots that are in the middle of the, uh, the guardrail up top and they put those slats in so you can shoot straight down. Like oh, we yeah. can do three or four yard shots straight down. Yeah. So that's what you want. And it really tested, really tested at that, those angles. And I also want to see, there's a couple of us because we are, we are talking about those short, steep angle shots. When that crossover is to when, when do you hold 20 low and depending on what site you have and how you have it set up, when do you hold 20 low versus when do you start dropping down to your 30 pin or your 40 pin? Cause that remember that Turkey that we had set up at the Bighorn? Yeah. And he was at like 30 inches, something like that. I think I was splitting. I must've been close to the 57 yard pin on my right. bow last year to hit it because of the trajectory that your arrow comes out of your bow. So we're going to do some experimenting tomorrow night to find out when, cause we all, it's funny, like that whole crew that you saw in the photos. Yeah. All but one, we all run spot hogs. Right. So we are all talking about the similarities and stuff like that. And 
we we want to try to figure out where that threshold is. Is it 17 yards? Is it 16 yards? Is it 15 yards to when you can, uh, one of the guys left enough room on his roller. Like I bought him mine out pretty close so I could get max distance off my wheel. Mm -hmm. He left his a little bit so he can actually roll it down a bit. So he can roll it back. Like he's got his 20 yard pin set, but he can still roll it backwards. And he figures he's got, he was pretty close to hitting 15 by rolling it back. And it was like, close to another mark that he mm -hmm. put on there by himself. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't do that because I'm, I want to practice the far one. So. Yeah. And I think you kind of need that if you're going to get into these 3d shoots, I think that's something you might have to, you might have to change. You know what I mean? Cause you get yeah. like those 3d shoots, man, some of those targets are two yards away. Yeah. And if so you're all of a sudden shooting an, uh, an eight where everybody else is getting an X on those, then you no know, one or two of those out of the game. Yeah. Yeah, so one, it's an easy option. I am on the verge of switching my tape down one more. I've been doing like the last two times I've been out, we've got oh, some masking tape at 60, and I've been two inches low for the last two times. So tomorrow night, my first however many quiver falls, right. I'm going to double check. And if I'm two inches low again, I'm going to drop down to a number 19 sight tape. Gotcha. But before I swap that tape, I'm going to be doing what you're talking about. And we're going to do that experimenting up close mm -hmm. because all it is is a matter of me adjusting my stop on the bottom of that spot yeah. hawk. And then I can just, the spacings of my, my pins are already there. So it's not a big yeah. deal. Yeah. That's not I can gang, No, I can gang adjust that or whatever I need yeah. to do there. But then you that's could good. even, yeah, put like a little piece of white tape, white uh, labeling tape on there and you could just draw them in with a little with a pen. I mean, it's yeah. good to have, especially if you're going to the nationals. If you're going to go there to the nationals and compete, you want to you want to eliminate all those, all that stuff, right? So you're going yeah. to be, you know, so everything's dialed in when you get there. Yeah, you'd be kicking yourself if it was a matter of why didn't I just do this one little yeah. adjustment and have these marked out ahead of time? Yeah. What arrows were you shooting? Those are my gold tips I was shooting. Oh, I brought yeah. one spare arrow because I heard that they in the past have had a wheel of doom. <laughs> Oh yeah. A big steel plate with a very, very small hole at like 37 yards. They didn't have it set up this time. Right. But I did have an oddball, you know, it was just an arrow that didn't matter if it broke or not. Right. I mean, I was going to hit the money target if not, but you know, just in case I didn't want yeah, one of I my new it. arrows doing that, but it yeah. wasn't, a, it wasn't there, but yeah, they flew. So do you think you're going to, if you're getting into doing this, are you going to change like your vein setup to go to a lower profile vein? Nope. Because you don't need all that steering. You got those four blazer veins on there. You don't need all that steering for uh, those field tests. The way, I, the way I look at it, I'm not going to change everything because as soon as I'm done that shoot, I'm prepping for hunting season in September. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, like I don't, I keep all my, like, that's why the 3D shoots, I don't, I don't do a lot of them. Like I do the big horn and that's basically yeah. it, but. I don't well, was, really do a lot of them because I just like, I like my setup. Just, yeah. All they, yeah. And I'm, I mean, they're flying so nice. It's like, why change it? Yeah. If it's, if it's not broke, don't fix it. If you're yeah. confident with them. I know we've had a few people that we've been helping out. They've just started beginning archery and stuff. They've been coming out on, on our nights that we go out and they're, you know, asking lots of questions and they're noticing like, well, why does Pete have four fletches and you guys all have three and their consensus is, He's just different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard to explain, like get, getting into arrows and arrow building and, 
is so hard to explain it. Like we had a, a good friend of mine. He was shooting a bow for the first time last weekend. We had him out shooting a, a bow and we were going through all the stuff and it's like, man, like, you know, there's so, there's so many steps to it that you don't even think about. And, um, yeah, we, you know, he, you, he wanted to know everything. He's like, well, why, when you do that, like, he's, I'm like, Hey, watch me shoot. And he's like, well, when you do that, why are you doing this? And he's like, Hey, well, don't worry about this so much as like, just try to worry about one thing at a, like a couple things at a time. Don't worry about like 20 things that are going on between the time that you draw back and, you know, go through the Valley to get, you know, till the time you yeah. release the arrow, like just worry about these few simple things here and then shoot those a whole bunch till that becomes second nature. And then we can start adding, like pulling through the shot rather than punching the trigger and things like that. So, yeah. And then after that, you know, and then he's like, he was asking me the same thing. Cause he was shooting my cousin's bow, which has three fielded fletchings on there or shielded fletchings on there. Sorry. And then I have my four, I had the four hybrids on there. He's like, well, what's the oh, difference okay. between this arrow and that arrow? And like, why are these ones so skinny compared to those ones? Why are these ones have four? And you're like, and it's like, dude, we can get going down this rabbit hole of, of um, arrows. But for now, just worry about doing the things that we taught you consistently every time you shoot. Yeah. Don't worry about yeah. all that other stuff. Till and we've got one of, one of my buddy's uh, daughters. She's been coming out. She's doing fantastic. It's her second year. Um, and that's the kind of thing that we're trying to do now is not overload her with stuff. It's yeah. Uh, the other day, I, uh, our, her first time out, I was laughing because uh, she had to, she was gripping her bow exactly how I was or how I have been. And I was watching her hand when it was doing the, you know, like the movement Yeah. as soon as she shoots. So I was like, I don't want you to change anything else. I just want you to try to find a nice relaxing spot. Just see if your fingertips can just touch your riser, but it's comfortable, almost the same, but just so you don't feel like you have to do this. Mm-hmm. Said I did that. And as soon as I did that, all of a sudden my groups became smaller mm-hmm. and more consistently because they were still shooting good before, but it wouldn't be like, why the hell did that one arrow just all of a sudden go, you know, two, three inches that way. It doesn't make much sense. And when I yeah. look at how much hand movement I had, I'd be like, I bet my hand movement was at a slightly different time and yeah. pushed or pulled my bow one way or the other. Yeah. I think that works good is like, I took a piece of electrical tape and I put it on his hand between, you know, basically on his riser line of his palm. And I said, you know, that sits on the outside of your riser. Because what a lot of guys will do is they'll grab their bow, they'll draw back, and then they'll adjust their grip to tr- and try to wiggle it into a position where it should be. Yeah. Whereas, like, I teach everyone that as soon as you grip your riser, like, knock your, knock your arrow, put your, like, knock your arrow, get your release clicked in there, you know, get your hand in the position where you want it to be. And then like these two fingers, your middle finger and your thumb, just slightly like, just don't squeeze them together, but just touch them together. Yeah. And that will stop you from naturally grabbing. Like the rest of your fingers can do whatever you want, but just, yeah. that's it. And then draw back. And if you're having a hard time drawing back, then we need to lower the poundage. That's right. Yeah. What is it? If you're, if you sit down, especially if you're a hunter, if you sit down, with your legs out in front of you on the ground, you should be able to pull your bow back with ease without struggling. Yeah. You see that message on there? Yeah. Is it the wrong one or the wrong account? It must be. Um, 
whatever we'll just continue on after yeah yeah um i'll click that off um like that's yeah. what i've been told if you can't pull it back while you're sitting down it's too much weight for you yeah yeah and you see like wyatt right now we're trying to get him pulling a little bit more poundage yeah so every day we got 10 arrows and i'm like okay hey, just go in the garage and just 10 feet from the from the target and just draw like make sure your form's right but just draw your bow back and like he's struggling but it, it's getting easier right but we're just doing it we're trying to get him up in poundage a little bit because he wants to shoot if he gets that doe draw for mule deer yes. he wants to shoot it with his bow but i What's told him the minimum poundage 45 okay and he's probably there but i just would rather him pulling 55 pounds yeah right just because uh and he's getting big and strong enough and all it is is reps right just like anything it's like doing push-ups yeah. You do start at the beginning and you're only going to do five and then you do it for a month and you're doing 30. So he just needs to get to the point too, where he can shoot. I told him too, like you should be able to sit here and shoot 20 arrows and not be right gassed out. Yeah. So it's fine if we, you know, you sit here and you draw one or two and then you're okay. But I mean, that's not how it is. And it, it can't be like that when we're trying to take, kill something, it's, you know, we yeah. want to do everything that we can to make sure that we're going to kill that thing quickly and properly. And yeah. so, I mean, we got a lot of time between now and then. And he's young, but those young guys, man, they get they get strong quick and they they learn fast. Oh yeah, no, that's awesome. I hope he gets it. Be awesome. Yeah, Be yeah, he should. I mean, there's there's good draw odds, and he didn't get it last year. But if he doesn't get it this year, then it'll be next year. But um, and two, like his sight and like everything. When you're shooting when your arrow's not traveling at the speed, it should be tra like at a d decent speed. It's hard for everything. Like it's hard to get, to set up an arrow to shoot for that. Do you know what I mean? Like shoot for that yes. poundage and shoot for that arrow speed. It's easier if you shoot, if the arrow's going a little faster. And so he's getting good. Like he's shooting 40 yards, but the problem is his arrow is going so slow. It's like, oh. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, it's just cratering at the end. Yeah. So if he had a little more, um, a little more arrow speed, it would be, you know, his, his flight path would be a lot better. Well, and it's just one thing, like I never, I, I just, just like, you just shoot that comfortably. Like there's no point in changing it. Right. Like you're, you're doing good, but now he's starting to get a little bit older and a little bit bigger. He's like, okay, well man. And it's time, right? Like, yeah, it's time to crank it up a bit. That's awesome. No, he'd be, he'd be laughing. Yeah. You think you'll have it up enough a little bit more for the shoot in July? Yeah, I think he'll be pulling that in July, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's pulling sixty pounds by really? by the hunting season. Yeah, and like I said, awesome. those little those guys. I mean, they're young, man. They're yeah, right. He doesn't stop eating; he just grows. Like fuck, <laughs> he sleeps and eats. I do too, but it's the wrong way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. No, it'll be good. It's gonna be fun. I can't. I can't wait for that shoot. Yeah, well, it'll be good. So, yeah um i don't know man you want to just we're gonna get timed out here maybe we'll just uh call it a short podcast yeah no sounds good to me yeah uh, i kind of just wanted to touch base our last podcast kind of got ruined there but yeah it's my fault i didn't click on record both yeah, so it just had you there sitting there talking which was really funny because <laughs> it just sounded like you're sitting in a room talking to yourself <laughs> i should have aired it it was hilarious. Yeah. would have been like, seriously, 
you just you just faked a podcast like <laughs> you just, just tried getting out of housework just to go talk to yourself <laughs> yeah i would have sent her the link too and just you see what this is what pete does this is what yeah. he really does this is bullshit he actually didn't want he said no 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 podcast tonight and i don't know what was going on <laughs> yeah we got some good guests going it's been really hard lining guests up lately just with timing and schedules and all that stuff and like so hectic for everyone here but uh we'll get some more we're gonna get some more good podcasts coming out so we got some guests lined up and uh yeah it'll be good we'll get everything back out oh yeah yeah get everybody prepped up for elk season coming up yeah we're gonna do i think we'll do an elk season or an elk series and stuff like that i already got some good guests lined up for elk and then we're gonna do more bc based so for the listeners here in bc it'll uh pertain to you a lot more which is nice because lot of the a lot of the information out there just isn't relevant when it comes to hunting bc elk yeah yeah they're yeah different breed out here yeah okay man we'll talk to you later all right talk to you there have a good one thanks again everyone for tuning into the focus hunting podcast coming at you as part of the waypoint outdoor collective i want to take a quick sec and make a huge shout out and say thanks to the sponsors of this show uh, starting with BC's premier archery shop, Hardcore Archery, located right here in Kelowna, British Columbia. Um, AKU Boots, they've uh, they've been supporting the show for a while now. Uh, both Pete and I, we've been running these boots for well over a year. You know, hunting in BC, we face probably the harshest backcountry environment in the world. We've got deserts, Rocky Mountain, extreme coastlines, you name it. Uh, and these are the only boots that have lasted me more than one hunting season. So, you know, they're definitely worth the investment. You owe it to your feet to uh, use AKU boots. Uh, use promo code FOCUS and get 15% off right. Uh, they're probably going to cringe because I always pronounce the name wrong, but uh, it is what it is. Onyx Maps, now available in Canada. Stay tuned, guys. We've partnered up with Onyx, and we're going to be getting you guys some more information on Onyx and their mapping system for Canada. Uh, for those of you in the U.S., you've already got access to it and most likely been using the app. Pete and I got early access to this app, and to be honest, it rocks. Um, but like I said, we're going to get you more information on that. And we're going to be able to get you guys a little bit of discount. Um, so lastly, if you guys could please leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. We really appreciate the support. Love you guys. Until next time. Thanks. Thanks.